A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Naked Professors podcast, a place where we openly discuss mental health and we hopefully um, have a conversation that is quite difficult for people to have these days and we, we make it easier by you listening. Isn't it, Ben? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, no, it's That's true. Completely. That's it. As as uh, as it may come across, we don't have a, a strict method of what we're trying to say here. We, we're here to be open and to say yeah. it how it is and come from our heart. And that's exactly it. And, and actually, today's guest was exactly that. She was so raw. And I had a chance to sit with her for half an hour before we recorded. And I, was almost, I knew that how deep this was going to go because I was feeling it straight from the off with her. She was like a coiled spring, wasn't she, with lots of information just ready to pour out of her and of course we're talking about Grace Woodward um, a fantastic friend of mine and she's uh, been in the fashion industry for such a long time and she's had a epiphany she's had a moment she's had that eureka moment where she wants to change uh, the way that people think about the fashion industry and about themselves with body image it's a real treat to have it on isn't it what I loved most about Grace was just her rawness. You know, she was she was really showing up. She she was doing a job that didn't make her happy. But again, such a familiar story. In so many ways, people looked at her going, wow, 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 and had all these perceptions of her. But she inside was feeling very different. And mm. to take ownership of that and make the changes she has was amazing to hear about. It was wonderful as well. I think we went into a little bit more depth about a higher power, which was really interesting. You know, I'm not a spiritual guy, but to listen to her talk about how she used an element of spirituality to help her out of a certain predicament was very powerful. She spoke from the heart. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Grace Woodward. Hello there, my darling. Hello, darling. How are you? I'm very well. Nice to be here. Very glad I'm not actually naked. <laughs> which I thought I was going to be for this entire interview and I've been really psyching myself up for well when you messaged me yesterday and going up for tomorrow I was like um, yeah yeah god I've not been thinking about this oh my god how am I going to do this how am I going to do this and um, and yeah I'm glad we're all not naked that's all I'm going to say we're going to be naked in spirit and we're going to share yeah yeah. yeah yeah and this is a good time to kind of like diffuse any speculation yeah we're not going to be naked every time you see us in the street or on loose women or in the studio it's we are what the naked chef was to to pastry and pizza 20 odd years ago you just lost all your instagram followers by <laughs> don't worry about it but if you keep keep following and liking you never know <laughs> christmas special grace welcome you're a superstar thanks for coming on absolute pleasure this is a uh, something very close to my heart so it's great to be here yeah what does mental health mean to you um God, that's a big question. Um, it, mental, uh, well... Shall, shall I help you? Yeah, should we go yeah, back yeah, to the start? So like, ah, blah, 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 that's blah, a big rewind. Um, let's go back to the start. Let's describe and explain um, what you used to do in the world of fashion. Okay. Paint the picture of who you once were. Um, I have worked in fashion for 
my working career up until now. So I studied fashion and um, my first job was at head of press at Ashram Provocateur and I was a stylist for like 20 years, styling lots of celebrities, um, styling magazine covers. Um, and then I kind of fell into TV and I, and I fell hard. <laughs> the first job I had was a judge on Britain's Next Top Model, Britain Nine's Next Top Model. So I did that for two years. And I was a uh, fashion director on The X Factor, which um, was very hard on my mental health. Um, and so I kind of fell into the TV right at, right at the top of it, the, the pinnacle of what you can get within fashion. And then for me, it was a kind of slow unraveling downwards of, of being actually after X Factor, I would say I, I consider what I would have had to have a mental breakdown, a nervous breakdown. Um, and it sort of, I felt, I've sort of felt life sort of spinning out of my hands, even though on paper, and by my presentation, you would think, oh, my God, this woman's nailing it. You know, she's got loads of money. She's got loads of work. But it just felt like it was like spooling out of my hands. And um, I felt like I was, um, I can only describe it as floating out of my reality, like a sort of helium balloon. I wasn't kind of in myself or grounded in any way. Um, I felt very out of myself until um, I... I decided that probably the best thing would be to dip out because I felt TV and fashion were really, really toxic and actually really bad for me. And so I dipped out and I had a child. And uh, when my baby was eight weeks old, my mum died. Um, and she had had mental health issues her whole life. Um, so, But the, the main time of me, of my main career... My mum had basically slowly been dying. She had alcohol issues, mental health issues and um, a lifelong eating disorder. So while I was trying to sort of desperately uh, keep a grip on um, my mental health and my career and just keep the trajectory going forwards, the I had this big sort of skeleton in the closet of um, being, uh, having, I'd never had a mother, of being... Of, of feeling terribly guilty that I was ostracised from her because I couldn't do anything to help her. I tried to help her, but she was, um, with her mental health, she was, and the alcoholism, she was incredibly aggressive, incredibly difficult to deal with. She'd call me like 50 times a day while I was at work. It was just really very, very difficult to manage. Um, and so actually what was the end became the beginning. So her dying really was the start of me recalibrating myself as a very different person than I was before. Um, ben, do you want to jump in? I can see you're keen. I mean, there's so many things that I love. I mean, your, your story is incredible in, in so many ways because you've been through so many different phases with everything that you've been through with, with your mum and, and dealing with that all through your life, really. But then also uh, in terms of your career, because I think a big part of what, what I've heard in, in your career is that you're doing things, something that, that was ultimately very successful, you're clearly very good at, but wasn't necessarily filling your heart with with joy and and, mm. and pride. Um, it sounds like there was a cocktail of all sorts of things going on, and and you just mentioned it. Then it, the, the end became the beginning, and and actually that cocktail led to a place where you're like, God, I I don't want this anymore. I'm, mm. I'm, I've, I've, you've got to your bottom, and and we talk about this a lot actually with our guests. But actually, yeah. that bottom becoming your big chance because mm. you've reached that place of pain where you're like. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be this person that I'm feeling. I don't want to live like this anymore. And in feeling that, you fight for change. Suddenly, yeah. change isn't something you repel. You're like, bring on change. I can't wait to be something different to what I feel right now. Yeah. And and um, I don't. I, I kind of get that. Actually, we 
actually all three of us in, in this respect are the lucky ones in that we've got to that depth mm. we've got to that point because if we didn't quite go low enough we might have just bubbled along in a, in a sort of middle place that was pretty rubbish mm-hmm. but not dreadful but that place of going this is real bad allows you that chance to, to yeah. come good and you're mm. absolutely right it's 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 as if we when we talk about these low points and we've had other people on here Davina McCall at the same moment and it's very important for us to stress that those aren't these we don't want people to go through those moments so this is mm. why we're talking now to uh, to encourage people to give people raise awareness so they do not get into that pickle I'll mm. say pickle that we got ourselves into mm. but it feels very much that you'd you'd kind of do need to push through that boundary and that's what we've been through and I'd love to ask you um, uh, more about the situation that moment because I I think that's a rebirth it's that phoenix Mm. moment how Grace how bad did it get for you? I guess there's 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 two strands to it personally I felt like I was going out of my mind you know I had a lot of money and uh, the way that I was trying to both my parents were addicts when I was born so I've always been kind of aware that, that I have a strong addictive gene um, which um, I've especially when it comes to drugs I've really put aside and I'm very very aware that if I go there it will be end of days for me so um, but previous to being woke as I feel like <laughs> I am now um you know, I used to party really hard. I obviously, used to drink too much, party all the time. Um, but that's a fashion industry thing. That's a kind of a showbiz thing. It's like there's a party all the time if you want to be that person. Um, I was spending like a maniac. Um, I felt like the TV work that I was doing, like Britain's Next Top Model, the pinnacle of the job that you could have on TV. However, Sitting on a panel when you're um, also being pigeonholed to be fashion's bitch. So there, you know, on a lot of panel shows like that, you're you're cast, you're cast in a role, and whether you choose that role or not is not up to you. So you can be edited in a way that you know, if you if they catch the slightest kind of off cut of you saying something that's not super uber nice, you can guarantee that's going to go in. Yeah. Or they'll do these things called noddies which noddies are when you sit there and it's just the camera, there's no contestants in front of you, and they go, okay, make a moody face, make a, a you know, happy face. They're your reaction shots. A reaction they, shots, yeah. yeah. And so they can put those reaction shots into whichever scenario that they, that they want to. Yep. So they built me as, you know, a fashion bitch um, because, and they wanted me to wear these kind of, you know, very half black framed glasses, which are my glasses. But um, it was a kind of real sort of, fashion stereotype devil wears Prada thing yeah uh, you know but you know what I mean yeah it's very much that kind of like mm, you know I'm too cool for school kind of thing and so they really wanted me to be like that and that I didn't enjoy that in any way shape or form and I also didn't necessarily enjoy judging a bunch of 17 year old girls um, to whether they're beautiful or not and uh, but I also was aware that this was something that I would have been mad to turn the choice down. And so I tried to look at it saying you can only make change from the inside. So one of my great achievements, I felt, was uh, I got the the second year winner was called Jade. And she was a mixed race girl with freckles and big boobs and ginger hair and curvy as you like. 
And I had to fight tooth and nail for her to be the winner because I was like, we need to give people a break in this because it's full of Eastern European models out there. What about we show girls that are, you know, this is not real life. Yes, she'll have a modeling contract at the end of it. But how about we show girls out there inclusivity, differentiation, that there's beauty in all sorts. And mm. just, and I had to fight with the, the production and, you know, and it was not a happy place and we didn't end up in a happy place and then I didn't do it again. But I, I've i done these kind of challenging jobs that I'm a bit like, mm, that's not necessarily on paper what I would do because I'd li- I like to try to change it from within. Um, however, it sort of changed me you know, and it's because a one-woman battle is always what you should take on. <laughs> well, these broadcasters are pretty tough, aren't they? Yeah, and they're really powerful. Mm. And the edit is is just, you know, is, is all. Yeah, so... So you were fighting against um, a channel, a broadcaster, a production team. Yeah. Because uh, the, they were portraying you in, in a way that you didn't feel represented you. Yeah, and then also within those things, women traditionally in the media are meant to be like tits and teeth. If you're a presenter, which you'll know this, mm. you're just meant to turn up, be happy, be smiley, say the words and go away. You know, wear your brightly coloured dress and that's it. They don't want you to have an opinion. They certainly don't want you to air your opinion or, you know, want to get involved. It's for, I mean, I'm making a documentary, hopefully, fingers crossed at the moment, which is my trying to claw back some of that power that I feel I had taken away from me because I'm very much not that person that wants to turn up and just be like a sort of nodding doll. This is the thing. This is what um, it's a wider conversation with representation mm. and, and who you are in the public eye. And we've got these massive amounts of reality stars now who are playing parts. And that's very dangerous for anybody. And we talk about this all the time with mental health. And it's the same as a as a man having three kids, a wife, the car, the house. You become a caricature, an avatar of somebody. And when you're pushing against that and when you're not happy with that person, I've been through it. I think we all have been through it. And many of our listeners have been through this. You're fighting an internal battle and um, you want something to blame or somebody to blame. And you're terribly horrible to yourself in that world, which is what I did. Mm-hmm. Well, how did, did, you, um, did you punish possibly the producers or did you take it out on yourself? Um, I think that possibly if you spoke to them, they would say I was very difficult. Um, I, I now uh, look at, you know, there's that phrase... Um, which is um, if somebody always be considerate of other people because you know, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes or, you know, if you see somebody who's being an asshole, basically, it's like it's not that they're an asshole. It's just they're possibly trying to deal with something really, really difficult. Mm. And that's how it's manifesting. So if people were like, oh, well, she's a nightmare. Nobody bothered to, to be like, well, is she OK? It was just you just are you're just difficult and you're an asshole and you're a bitch. Yeah. Um, and you were playing up to your character then as well, so it all kind of fitted with everybody. If you I were being a I bitch on screen and off screen, that's fine. Right? I tried to not be a bitch on screen. You know, I tried to always be that person. You know, I would cry at things and I would go and hug them. And but would you they know, put that in? Um, sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. okay. But I mean, that's one particular yeah. show. But um, I think that. I think that women have only have a few stereotypes that they can fulfill or I certainly like to think that that's changing now but you know you either are pretty or you're sexy or you're a bit of a bitch or you know there's 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 only a few or your marriage material 
you know and it's yeah. just kind of like oh wow okay how about i'm a bit of all of them or how about yeah. you know i want to you know it's just like the the multi-layered and and what has you just complex. touched on yeah i'm a deeply complex person and sometimes i feel like um i feel embarrassed about that or i can't tell people or i feel like um my complexity is an issue oh my yeah. god she's got so many issues which i do but i don't want my complexity to be to to be one of them i want my complexity to be something that's like revered and like wow she's deeply complex she gets a lot of you know i have multi layers of being intelligent emotional um sensitive fun all of these things why can't i be why is why is it that we have to be kind of reductive about society that you can I'll just put into a this? box that's simply what well, i've been through that i went through that with this morning uh, all of a sudden i was a journalist in wales and i was doing breakfast tv and daytime tv and you you play up to this character and you, your nans love you and all the things all that type of stuff and you do play on to the fact that they've given you this role and you live it and you do it and it's all whiter than white and that was mm. you know very clean but i've, I've got many different layers mm. i've got quite a, a dark humor at times and i and i'm you know a little bit inappropriate or i love rock and roll music and actually i've got tattoos and i, I don't want to wear red v-necks and white shirts and <laughs> hang out with you know people that are boring in my eyes yeah. but then uh, and so you know, clean doesn't so, always work. It doesn't yeah. always work, but it's a part of me. Mm. I do like to speak to nans. I'm not a badass in many ways, mm. but you know, having to play up to that character constantly, I find myself fighting against that. And, mm. and that's a, a, a fair reflection of how lots of people work now because of social media. You create a character, and it's difficult to live up to, isn't it, Ben? It's 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 a big thing. I think with society is that we are all trying to please society ahead of pleasing ourselves and we're not all trying to do but I think a large proportion is trying to please society we've got these concepts of what success is um, mm. In, mm. in terms of living and, and, and money is a big part of that and, and actually a lot of us want to present this image of who we are rather than actually feel great about ourselves you know it's almost I often say this but I get the sense that a lot of people on Instagram would rather live a great life on Instagram than actually live a great life yeah, you know, as long as it looks good to everyone else, it's like yes, I'm I'm doing well, and actually inside they're feeling pretty empty and 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 not much is going on. But it, and that's a really it's it's society is kind of leading us that way, and and I want to change that. And hopefully these conversations are about that. Mm. You know, screw what everyone thinks of you. How do you feel about you? Well, you know? this is why it's brilliant to have Grace on, and and because you were in that industry, you were mm. part of that. Aka possibly part of the problem. Mm. Um, um, what 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 is the problem in within that industry? Because it's still going on. Well, I've started a project called Body of Work, in which that I'm revisiting um, as many as photographers that I've ever worked with, um, and doing a nude photo. Hence, why I'm on the naked professor. <laughs> um, uh, because I just wanted to strip back the me the, the meaning of a handbag the meaning of shoes because to me obviously there's i know so much about fashion everything is a signifier and i think whether it's to, whether you know anything about fashion or not mm. it's all they're all cultural signifiers oh he's that person or she's that person because that's what they choose that's what they were um and more importantly on the mental health side um no retouch because we still look at images that we don't necessarily know if they're retouched or digitally enhanced in any way and so I just wanted to go here is a 42 year old post cesarean body of somebody who for this project is not going to work out for six weeks and starve themselves and do a crazy crazy diet just for this cover shoot mm. because that's what most people mm. do given their you know um 
women's health magazine cover it's yeah. fake and then they go back and they put on it you know and it's like uh, actually i think it's time we started to see natural bodies of however they are in uh, glamorous kind of situations not mm. hard worked out you know sort of well, gym pinnacle bodies. of fitness you know I, hugh jackman fam famously says you know for his shots where he's ripped in yeah. x-men or wherever it's only that day that he yeah. looks like mm. that because it's the starvation diet there's this uh, dehydration yeah. stuff he's has to go through to look that mm. way you know it's it's about being responsible and, and kind of showing people that that's just like a day of somebody's life and months and months of work so rea in reality people can't necessarily do that you can't have a chef mm. you can't have a trainer and yeah. do three workouts a day because people have to work so you're right having this responsible image is very important and i just kind of think you know what i also still on a daily basis feel shit about myself and i'm done with it i've just gone okay i've been thin i've been really thin and i've been really fit and i've been many many things but so far i've never ever felt mentally at peace with myself and that's what I want to do now. Mm. And so by unraveling my own body image and the, the some of the, ugh, the mental hoops that I have to jump through. And people, uh, when I put some of the images out on Instagram, people are like, yeah, but you're beautiful, i.e. you've reached like the Holy Grail. You've got the Holy Grail. What are you complaining about? And it's like, well, hang on a second. Actually, beautiful means nothing. It means it actually weirdly my mum was very very beautiful and it broke her and that's why I have a very strange relationship when people anybody think that beauty is like like the pinnacle of what we should be achieving um even prettiness or fuckability which is a massive thing on Instagram you know insta fuckable because so many think people think that if they if they you know put the filters on and they're in their sexy poses and whatever it it validates them and it really really doesn't it's just a real slippery slide into like a vortex of kind how, of mental pain i think how do you feel about um apps that you can photoshop yourself now yeah i mean i've got facetune and i've you know i've slipped into kind of that trap i didn't have it for ages and ages and ages and then somebody was like, oh, yeah, look at this. And I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. <laughs> um, my because, teeth are white. <laughs> because you're just like, wow. Uh, you know, as I said, I've got to this age and I still feel shit about myself. And I think everybody has their vulnerable bits. We're not perfect, but we're being sold a perfect image. And so people do fall into that trap of going, well, I'm just going to try it. And then it becomes like more and more and more. And mm. then you become so far away from your humanity that you actually forget you know because what happens when let's say you instagram your entire you or you retouch your entire instagram and then you meet somebody and you don't look at all like your pictures <laughs> yeah. especially like when you wake up in the morning let's say you've had a great night and you're like wow you really don't look like those pictures um <laughs> but where's the humanity in that there is no acceptance when you're building yourself to become some kind of bot you know and that's for both men and women i just kind of think that why i'm on such a kind of um mission to expose the bits of myself that i hate is because actually i think it's really important i think it's really important that we learn to love those bits that we hate to, to by exposing it by going because actually the response from other people so i put a picture up the other day 
And I did this whole kind of really vulnerable spiel about it. And then Guy was uh, like, oh, I wanted to I wanted to write to you and say how great you looked in that picture. And then I read what you wrote about it and I didn't know what to do. I was like, oh, well, you know, you just say whatever you were going to say. Just because I do a vulnerable kind of spiel about yeah. it doesn't mean actually I'm still not a shit kicking kind of like whatever I am. But it's I just want to reveal some of the processes that when anybody puts these unretouched un pictures up, it, there is a massive vulnerability that you put out there about yourself because everybody's retouching their pictures these days. Yeah, mm. absolutely. I was going to ask you what the actual reaction was. Have you had any negative um, feedback from you being woke and uh, pro pro progressing in this way? I have only had misunderstanding um, because of the inherent competitivity between women. So, for example, when I put something out and I say, I hate this picture, and what I would have done with this picture a year ago is I would have retouched this and blah, blah, blah. And what I see in this picture is all of the things that we're marketed at every day. So wherever you turn, whether it's the tube or you're reading the Metro newspaper or you put on the TV or you listen to commercial radio, it's, um, it, you know... Um, fine lines, aging, wrinkles, um, teeth, and all of this sort of stuff. And to put a photo out there where uh, you can clearly see all of those things, which apparently women are meant to reduce every day. Every day. Every day. Just the, 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 the fear of putting that out there, but then the power that I get back from it. But then the conversations have come from women going, all I see is a beautiful woman. You know what? What basically, i.e., but you're beautiful. What are you complaining about? And it's like, but there is so. Much, and what? What I'm also trying to get people is to is to also stop comparing themselves because I'm saying, okay, what you see is this, but I'm telling you, this is what these are the mental traps that I am going through every day. I hate myself. Uh, you know, it's like it stopped me from getting work. I have anxiety, all of this. So what you're seeing is somebody that you think is beautiful and what I'm going through is hell. So let's try and weigh those things up. Yeah. Mm. It's uh, it, there's so much that I was just your message resonates so much. And I hope it really resonates with with with, with everyone listening, because the, the, there's so much that I'd love to say about all of what you said. But this whole message of of you know beauty and and we can tie in beauty, we can tie in money, fashion, all these things that that people chase, thinking, oh, I will be happy when mm -hmm. you know, I will be happy when I'm earning this. I will be happy when mm -hmm. I've got that dress, so I can wear that to the ball. Or I will be happy when I'm earning that money. Mine was always job. thinner. I will be. I would just be, be a better when. person when I'm thinner. If I was thinner, this wouldn't be happening. And and lots of people achieve that. You know, they say, right, I'm going to be, and then they get thinner, or they get the more money, or they mm. get the job, and then it's like. Uh, for, for, for a day or so or a week it's like oh I'm really pleased I'm proud that's great and then the emptiness sets in they realise actually mm, it's not quite as great as I thought it would be you know mm. and, and these things and I think that everything that we've talked about here and we continue to talk about underlying fact is that unless you're proud of who you are and what you represent and you feel good about who you are and it's tr your truth there's going to be an element of emptiness there's going to be an element of, of this mask playing a role, covering up who you are and you not being sort of succinct and actually truly confident in who you are. Mm. And and it's such an important message. We, if we, there's nothing wrong with looking beautiful. There's nothing earn, wrong with earning money. There's nothing wrong with getting a great job, but it's not going to make you happy, mm. you know, fundamentally. Fundamentally, I, yeah. I mean, I think that 
my particular case, and I don't think it's the same for everybody, but I came from a very um, traumatic background. Um, and so I feel like I have quite a large void to fill. Um, but I tried and I tried with everything. You know, my God, did I try with shopping and clothes and fame and all of that sort of stuff. Um and I'm glad I got back to kind of like what you said of, of um, I I call it the universe crushing me. So sort of ground zero, you know, rock bottom, whatever. I don't think I really hit rock bottom. I, you know, it was, um, you know, in terms of I've seen people, you know, alcoholics and addicts hit rock bottom. And, you know, and whether you can pick yourself up from that is a, is a whole different question. But um, I'm I don't know if it kind of relates back to kind of spirituality and I, I'm not a religious person, but when I knew I had to leave fashion, which happened to me recently, so I left my last job and I was like, that's it. I can't represent this industry anymore because ethically I'm finding it too tricky. It's in the top five polluting industries in the world. And that's it's like on par with um, like fuel, um, aviation. You know, it's uh, it's like up there and. And I, I just I, I just can't sleep at night knowing that basically I'm just peddling shit that people don't need. That is not a, a noble cause and it's not what I've been put on the planet to do. Mm. Uh, there's just other better things. But it's taken me a lot of time to basically unstitch myself from that industry of being like, this is what I trained in and this is what I earn from. And so how you kind of go, well, I'm just going to leave my career. And you're like, well... <laughs> that's not really an option for a lot of people and so for five years or so I, I sat on the fence and I work for ethical brands and I tried to change things from the inside this is my kind of passion no don't don't fall at the first hurdle or don't just be a walk away don't just walk away keep fighting keep fighting keep fighting and sometimes you can kind of actually fight your way into exhaustion so I left this job recently and I knew it's going to be my last job in fashion and um, weirdly, I was reading Mary Carr's, um, she's got three autobiographies. One is called The Liars Club, in which she's a child and her mother is a raging alcoholic. And they're Texas, they're like this crazy family. And her mother tries to, she's wildly kind of psychotic because, I'm not going to give it away because if you read the book, but there is a thing that happened in her past that was wildly traumatic and she was trying to fill her void with alcohol. And she almost shot her two children with a shotgun because she was like so wildly and insane. And then Mary, she grows up, there's three books and the last one is called Lit and she becomes an alcoholic and she almost kills her son in a car crash when she's mad drunk. Um, and so a lot of the sort of mad mother resonated with me. But the last book... I read um, when Mary's trying to recover, she starts praying because as part of AA, you have to find your God. Now, I don't believe in God. You know, I've been all the way through various kind of religions in my background. Um, but something resonated. She just started talking to a higher power. And while I, I, I went on holiday because after leaving my job, first PAYE job I'd had in like my whole career, my husband was like, yeah, let's book a holiday. So we went on holiday and while I was on holidays, we're like, please don't lose your shit. Please don't unravel while we're here. This is just terrible. And clearly when you go on holiday, actually, it's a bit of a time to unravel perspective, all of that sort of stuff. And I knew it was going to happen. And while I was there, 
my head was spinning. I just was so obsessed with my body and it was kind of like I was imploding, but kind of nobody would have known. I was like, well, am I, am I that size? Am I the size of that woman? Am I, am I the size of that woman? Am I huge? Am I really skinny? What, what am I? I have no idea. And this is 75% of my head in a day and when I'm not reading. And so Mary um, talked to her, a higher power and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't give it a go. I have got nothing left to lose. And literally when I mean nothing, I'm like, I have no job, no career, no kind of vocation. I was like, it's time for me to start talking to the universe. And I was like, hey, right. Okay, buddy, you and I need to have a chat. <laughs> and I was like, I, I really need some guidance right now because it's over. And, and I need a sign and I need it kind of soon. Um, How did you have this conversation? But just in your head, you in shut my head. your eyes. Yeah, so- I, I, went, I just went to a quiet space. Um, I didn't like do the kneeling down stuff. I don't think, but I was just like, um, I kind of do more of it now. Where, um, like, I, I find it quite hard to meditate. I've never really sort of nailed it. But in yoga, when if you close your eyes and they say look at the end of your nose, I find that's where I find my. Um, universal space which is really dark it goes really dark and there's kind of light around it so instead of your being in sort of your eyes moving around if you kind of go to looking at the end of your nose you can focus and that's a really it's a really easy way to get keep your eyes still and you can get I feel like I go into my universal trance there anyway so um, I with this whole body thing and there's a lot of women out there. I wanted to start this body project eight years ago and it just, for whatever reason, wasn't the time. And so um, I picked up, on Instagram, there's lots of women doing body positivity and I was like, damn you, getting there before me. I really wanted to do this. And then I was like, oh shit, well, everyone's done it before me, so I'm as well not bother now. And then I was like, no, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. I have to do this. I absolutely have to do this. So I picked up the camera one day and I bundled up my son um, because doing a full frontal nude for Instagram was going to get taken down, which is a whole other conversation, by the way. Yeah. Um, I picked up my son. He was naked. Um, so you could see his like bum, you know, and he's, he's just a little peach. He was four. Um, you couldn't see his face. You could just, he was kind of on me here. So you couldn't really see everything in me. You couldn't see nipples. You could, you could just, and I was sort of like hiding sort of bits and bobs. Um, and, and I just went, yeah, you know what? I'm on holiday and I'm, and I did the post saying, my head is killing me. I feel a complete mess. I thought I'd done loads of work on myself to be happy. I'm absolutely freaking out. I can't tell. Blah, 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 blah. And then went, and then I was like, um, and then as I checked in, um, the dialogue, and this is what's about what we're doing here. The conversation that was started on Instagram was unlike anything I'd ever had before. I'd never had a response like it. The DMs that I was getting from people were so earnest and so honest. Like every time I cried, I think I must have cried solidly for two days. Um, the kindness that I got from people, the stories that I got from people. And I was like, well, I asked for a sign. And if this isn't it, I don't know what is because I also felt like when I worked in the fashion industry, I felt like I was speaking a different language. There was a whole load of women. I felt like I was not part of the club. 
I felt I was always operating outside of this kind of like really exclusive gang. And I was like, and I never, ever felt comfortable. And so I've always kind of done my own thing, operated on the outside. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Um, it's that kind of like you can't sit with us gang and it does exist but the minute I uh, that I found this voice on Instagram and started this project I suddenly felt like I found my tribe I found an honesty with people that I have been dying for for, for so long and, and, and that's how I found I think I'm finding my own peace with myself is because it's not about me it is about me it's about me healing myself but also for other people so my pro- my progress now is to help other people and i'm all of a sudden and that's why i go to sort of touch on the spirituality thing because i feel that's the only thing that has started to replenish whatever is this hole inside me is actually it's got to be the only thing that's going to fill it is focusing on other people is helping other people that's the only thing that's going to give me richness of my soul completely i don't think we realize how much benefit almost what a selfish act it is helping other people and i so selfish in an unusual way because it makes mm. us feel great to help other people and we've almost lost that in society it's all so much is, is about us mm. what can i do to make myself feel great do this da, 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 buy that get that actually helping people is such a brilliant way to to make yourself feel good about yourself i'm on a bit I'm on, I'm on a bit of a a sort of weird, like, trying to understand what capitalism has done to us. And like you said before, there's nothing wrong with, you know, obviously we, we live in a capitalistic society. We have to function with money. Um, but I'm trying to work out the sort of detrimental effect that if we can at least understand it. I was born in the 80s, so I am literally programmed to be, you know, a, a kind of like pack woman of, of pack lady of shopping. I'm like, yeah, consume, 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 you know. Um, and so I'm trying to unpack this sort of stuff and try to unlearn some stuff. And I think that if you can keep society apart, they don't. They, they if you if you're together in a community, you need far less. 
if you have love and satisfaction, you need far less. You don't need stuff. You don't need, you know, um, the you know the status symbols and stuff like that. You just kind of like because you're fuller. You're not emptier. And to me, was I'm not, you know, I'm and I'm I'm not. I'm certainly not a kind of politically well-read enough to know about capitalism but I'm certainly starting to feel like actually this is not just this is not by coincidence guys you know this is kind of structurally in place to to make us like this mm. um, and I just think that we all every day kind of might need to be a bit more conscious about those kind of decisions about how we consume as well I totally agree I really okay, do. absolutely we're all on board aren't we I think this is what we talk about all the time. <laughs> Completely. Do you know this, what I mean? This is the beauty of the conversations we yeah. get to have. It's, it's and it amazing. doesn't matter necessarily where people come from or what type of background they have or what angle they have. It always comes back to certain things. It does. And, and especially what you just said then, your people. You yeah. spoke to your people and they, you felt like you belonged somewhere. Mm. You weren't alone. And uh, when you spoke to the universe, you weren't the centre of the universe. It was something bigger and more powerful mm. whether that's a higher higher power or just humanity you know that was a massive thing for you and that's a huge thing for me like when you were on this morning i'm sure the feedback was astonishing and when i went on this morning exactly the same it changed everything for me to know that they, i did actually have a lot in common with a lot of good people mm. that's the beauty of it i think all three of us have touched on this that connection you know and, and if the connection is is not your authentic self, and you can't, it's an act, or, or not, you know, you're on the TV show being the bitch, you know, and, and people are really connecting. You go, gosh, she's great, I really love them, and you're mm. like, but it's not me. That wasn't my heart. That was that was an element of an, an act. There was a mask there. Mm. That's not why I'm am when I go in my bedroom and I'm having a shower or whatever else. I don't feel that stuff. That that connection isn't real. But that connection, when you pour out your heart, you say, this is me. Have some of this. No masks here. And people go, wow, that's great. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I think we've all been in that space. I, what, what you said about on your Instagram and sharing and people coming back and giving all that, you know, I feel that massively on, on my page. You know, I, I open my heart of vulnerability and I share things about myself that some people think I'm having a breakdown. Other people go, wow, mm. you know, I hear what you're saying. I felt the same. I've, I've, I've seen the same in other, my friends. And that connection, you're like, that's empowering and beautiful. Mm. And there's nothing like that for me. And all the other stuff, buying yeah. some new shoes, whatever it is, is nothing compared mm. to that connection. If it was very important, you just pointed out then, and we can't, we can't just skate over it. Some people think we're having breakdowns. <laughs> so I thought I was too, a little bit. But like some people genuinely think, oh God, they're going a bit mad here because they're being so vulnerable because it goes against something they maybe fear themselves. Talk to, talk me through that, Mister Body, uh, Mister Coach, <laughs> Mister Coach, a mind coach. Um, well, look, I, no one's perfect. None of us are perfect. Absolutely no one, and we never are. We can sit here and do all the conversation we want, and we're never going to reach a point of perfection where we go, "I've got it nailed." You know, don't worry about this and that. And so, vulnerability is is about being real, and it's accepting that actually. You know, I've got this and I've got that, and and it's okay because I'm I don't need to be perfect anymore. Um, I think the people who see breakdowns are the ones who uh, are unwilling to accept that there's anything not right with them because they see it as a sign of weakness. Mm. Oh my God, look at that! That is weird. He's talking about this, or she's talking about that. Whoa! You know, I don't I don't want to be a part of that. That's not my message. You know, I, I don't feel that. Perhaps they're pushing it away because it is inside of them, but they're not brave enough to, mm. to realize it. Or there's, it may not be that, but it's something else. But they don't want to confront it. Like we say, change is hard, you know. And and mm. and we're in, we live in default mode. 
And if we try and get out of default mode and be actually a, a something different, then it's hard. People, what's going on with you? Our mind is like, hey, we're in a different space here. I'm not sure what's going to happen. Are people going to hate us? Are we going to be safe? We may not. So change is hard. And But it's also how um, you move. It, it's really hard, I think, to get that initial light bulb moment where you go, I'm living in my ego because this society wants us to live in our ego. Totally. So it's like, wh- how do you... What would be great is to find a kind of n- nucleus, but I think it's a it's a personal enlightenment moment that you kind of go to people, but all of this is living in in your ego, and so and then when you take it into sort of in a, into sort of your heart space, whether or, or I just call it sort of empathetic space. Once you start being like, actually, um, I have empathy for other people because I have empathy for myself. That's when you sort of start that, like the world starts to kind of really change. You just like you're just suddenly like, wow! Somebody just switched the lights on. Mm. So like, how yeah. how was I living in the dark all of that time? Mm-hmm. Um, when you stop living your ego, you stop looking for validation. You know, you're not you're not constantly searching for other people to tell you you're good. You're just doing what what you want, what, I, what's good for you. I mean, I think that's with you know, I still suffer in this space. I still look for the likes on Instagram and the validation and I still want people to think I'm sexy. You know, and I'm also like a 42-year-old woman who is basically about to be retired by society. What I feel is it's very, uh, especially in the sort of female realm. You know, I had a guy say to me the other day, um, uh, you know, actually, I kind of really, I, I, I kind of prefer older women. Because I feel like I'm heading into oblivion because I don't feel like I'm represented because I don't feel like I should or allowed to be sexy or, you know, the part of the project is, well, my God, you know, if I have to take my clothes off to be seen in in a kind of Love Island world, then, yeah, I'm going to fucking do it. I mean, my husband, I don't know what my husband thinks about this project, by the way. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's a bit like, and I was like, well, I'm not going to ask because I don't need your permission. I'm sure he's very proud of you. And I I think I see it a lot in within my industry, TV, Mm. film. You see, I I especially see women and I especially see it on red carpets. I see it all the time. If I'm in the Daily Mail and if I have some column inches read, uh, written about me, that validates me. Yeah. And if I'm in the Daily Mail, broadcasters are going to read it and then they're going to go, she's relevant, yeah. give her a job. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work like that. And you have people from 35 to 50 trying to unzip their dresses to make them look sexier, get a more boob and leg out, where society's led them to believe that that's acceptance. Well, because most women think that... Uh that they're only validated if they're sexually available, available. Yeah, or, yeah. or, um, and or it, at it, least re- representing sexuality. I've seen it recently with a good friend of mine and it drives me absolutely mad because mm. you know I'm generalising, not all girls do this, not all women do this. But it's a really it hard happens. trap not to fall into, I have to oh, say. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, wow. because, and then the next day, I wore something conservative. I'm not getting as much coverage, therefore I'm not relevant. And that's the society we live in, especially in the media industry. And this this goes to anybody that listens out there that might say, oh, oh God, it's okay for the elite. They think people are on the telly are the elite. Not anymore. Um, and, and all that type of stuff. It, we're all in this together. And if you feel as if you need to show some leg or show some boob or have a watch and have the house to feel validated in our society, it's it's a lie. 
Mm. It's a huge, massive, massive lie because corporate, the powers that be, whoever they may be, they want us to be jealous. They want us to be f- filled with ego and they want us to be um, greedy because if you're all those three things, you will consume and mm-hmm. they make money. And that's simply it. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to them. It's mm-hmm. an absolute con. Mm. And that's it? what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm trying to do with body of work is just unravel it for women. And my God, you know, it, I know it's complicated for guys because you kind of got the um, the earning and the machismo and stuff like that. But the the layering for women and especially I'm so concerned about young women coming through and the images that they're seeing and. The, yeah. the kind of, um, it's kind of relentless. And I just think if if I can do my part by exposing my saggy old body to everybody, then that's what I'll do. Do you know what? And, and it is so cliche. If you help one person with one post, that's enough. That's fine. Yeah. And, and you will. And and that's what, the, what we're trying to do. And we're obviously not saying don't go and buy anything because, you know, there's, people have to eat, but there's a limit. There's a, there's a why do you want that one thing? Why, what does that represent to you? Uh, weirdly, I had this conversation recently about a watch because I love watches. And they make me happy. But I, I've, I've gone, no, I'm not going to spend what you want me to do on the Rolex and five to ten thousand pounds mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff. And um, and I've had this in this conversation with um, everybody about a house. I'm 35 and I have never bought a property. And I have this pushing sensation on my shoulders going, you should have bought a house by mm-hmm. now. But whereas I re- live in London, and if I lived in Caffilly still, I'd have, I'd have a lovely house <laughs> for 80 grand or something. But in London, you can't get anything, no. literally can't get anything for, for then, less than 250. Then, um, the pushback is, so we are being rewarded with smaller things. So that's how um, consumerism is going at the moment. So we're having our basic rights stripped from us, like yeah. our, our in, you know, life insurance, all of this sort of stuff. And then given these giggles that we can buy that we're temporarily happy with. And then what's happening over here is our actual human rights being taken away absolutely and and you know people go i don't know i will spend three quid on a latte every day yeah, or something yeah. and i'll do that and in a in a in a three minute cup by the way that's you know nine it, nine million are used a minute yeah i'm on a real big coffee cup thing at the moment and we've got built bottles of evian in I'm front sorry. of us it's just it kills it me it's killing me it's killing me I, and I, but do you know what it's killing the planet and yeah. there's something needs to be done and i i have this horrible obsession at the moment and i, I think we should bring it up is looking underneath posts of like Leonardo DiCaprio when he talks about the 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 environment because there's people under there that disagree with him and he's like you know bottles of water they're landing in our ocean they're killing us off all all this landfill and you know they're chopping down the rainforest this brazilian dictator that's now in oh charge he's going to do horrible things to the night. Oh. and people are like what do you know mr private yeah. jet you don't know anything you're mm. just an actor shut up and look shut pretty it, mm. and, 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 I, and i can't bear it i torture myself by looking at those comments this actual i think social media have done that they've given people a voice and an actual you can actually see them they were yeah. always there but now you can actually see them sometimes they're an egg on twitter but most of the time they yes. they look all the same mm. i'm interesting I removed some kind of quite abusive posts that I, um, because I, I, I took the Kardashians to task the other day. <laughs> oh my God. Kim Kardashian um, decided um, to do a real body campaign to launch her new fragrance. And I was like, listen, bitch, 
You need to earn that fucking space. I spent ten, I've spent six months not dieting, not having any Botox. And I was in that place before. I was filling my face with shit. And it's been the most painful thing that I've ever done to sit here with wrinkles, to sit here with cellulite, all of that sort of stuff. And I was like, you need to earn that right. You don't put you know, your videos of you having all of your surgery and, and you're constantly in the gym and then be like, oh, just be, just love your bodies. And I'm like, ah. So you I know, put it, I put it on right. Instagram and I had kind of a few of the sort of KK bots on my case and I removed them because some of them were just so abusive. And one came back to me and said, why did you remove my post? Why did you remove my comment? Because if you're going to make comments like this, then you have to expect a dialogue. And I was like, it's not a public broadcasting space. It's, it's my page. Do whatever. And I didn't write this to her, but it's mm. like, I just think this is That's really kind of like, mm. whoa, hang on a well, second. A, mm. you're right. Kim Kardashian is an absolute idiot for doing that because she is a walking, in my opinion, a contradiction. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. most of the time she's telling you to put low all the milk makeup on your face. Literally, oh, and the contouring thing is slimming, a lot. Slimming lollipops. Slimming lollipops. Yeah, yeah. If you're not happy, suppress your anger, your anger, your hunger. Yeah, that too. Both the same thing. <laughs> um, and, and, and all the kind of filling and all the surgery, we all know she has and the, the butt enlarging pants and everything. So then th to say, be happy with who you are yeah. is, is just a contradiction. Isn't, isn't I was an absolute so nightmare. angry. But interestingly, if you yeah. do post something on Instagram and you have the comments open, we should all expect maybe negative posts and we're not always going to enjoy them, but you are putting it into a, into a domain where we might have to listen. And because I, and this is my point, and I had an argument with Piers Morgan again recently. Um, another one. Another one. You two, you two are fighting the world. We've got Keiko over there. I think, got, I, think I fancy him. <laughs> no, um, it's one of those things. <laughs> Daddy. I, 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 I don't want people like Piers Morgan in the world. I do not want Kim Kardashians yeah. parading around being role models for girls in the world. But at some point, they are going to be the the pantomime villains in this bigger picture and you, you're going to get bad comments at the end of your Twitter thing and we, you get none because your bums out all the time and it's delightful <laughs> but like you're going to get one or the other but they are a representation of some of the, the society and if, we've, if we silence those types of people they are going to get worse and it's going right. to spread and, we, and uh, this is my own it's personal it's very opinion. hard to, mm. to know how to deal with it I'm it's, not it's, an expert in it yet I've blocked a couple of people and well mostly because they were vile oh that's that, fine that does not wash with me I'm like you want to bring abuse here bye mm. but I think I didn't somebody delete somebody called all my of dog the... ugly the other day whoa I'm block like, get off the planet <laughs> <laughs> get off the planet all the things they could do that is that's, that's it that's as tough as it gets but do you know what I've had somebody terribly underneath uh, I think what happens sometimes if I talk about mental health it does stir up some emotion with people and they lash out in a certain way I posted a memoriam picture of my friend Sophie again uh, when she passed and I had somebody post, post a um, picture of a coffin saying, you next. Oh, Lord. Um, and then, I, but I don't use Twitter anymore for this very reason. It's, it's vile. Mm -hmm. um, however, what was wonderful, everybody underneath in the comments, then it went, they just, went, as a yeah, pack, yeah, 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 got yeah, her yeah. blocked and that. got her, oh, if, even if it was a her, got her just completely written off the face of social media, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was amazing. But, you know, it, it does go Sometimes you need to rally the troops and sometimes they do it for themselves. But imagine being 14 year old and having these comments underneath your posts. Oh, it's yeah. a dangerous world. Mm. But dangerous I, I would world. go back to that, that, what you said earlier, Grace, that we don't know everyone's story and those people projecting that 
that those horrible messages. I mean, it, for me, it says a whole lot more about what's going on They're with them. They're in pain, sure. They're yeah. in huge pain, um, and it makes them feel better to belittle other people. And that goes back to people who think that we're having breakdowns. It's because they're scared of this. They don't understand it themselves. If you don't understand something, sometimes, most yeah. of the time, they are they push against it and yeah. they are quite violent against it in yeah. other words or, or, yeah. or, or, or physically. It's difficult for them. It's difficult for them to understand mm. somebody being so free. Mm. And that's scary for people. Definitely. I've only just realised that um, my, vulnera- my vulnerabilities are my strengths. I, oh, I, like, yeah, I oh. thought I had it all. I literally had the list upside down. Yeah. And I just didn't realize the minute yeah. that I started to like let it all go, yeah. that actually I put it, and it was just like, hang Put on that to the top of your list. Yeah. And, and did your Instagram page help you with that when you shared and people reacted? Very much so. Yeah, I, because I you, can't, you, can't, you can't work it out by yourself. You know, and I yeah. don't even think you can work that kind of stuff out with a therapist. It takes, it takes a village. It really, really mm. does. And, but people, it seems, really need great voices because mm. it just seems like I, I feel like I forget that there are a good people uh, there are groups of people doing really great stuff out there mm. but they're they're smaller than the other people who are still retouching all their pictures or selling people stuff and they're doing the diet lollipops and or doing whatever whatever we just doing. Pe- need people to think for themselves and this is what we are trying to yeah, do but th- that's not always going to happen because there are leaders and their followers naturally totally. in society totally but if, if we have uh, an educational system where the we can educate people to um think uh, when they've been educated to make up their own mind with certain things they'll tra- then maybe translate that into or normal people are life. empowered yeah yeah exactly mm. absolutely and the more we break down those boundaries and you do what you do, telling people how it actually is, the more it will spread. And this is the wonderful thing about social media and the world the world we live in now with in the internet is that we can reach people quite yeah. quite brilliantly. And this is why we're doing this podcast. This is why we talk about this all the time. It is a revolution. We are ch- children of the 80s where mm. adverts were just thrown at this every five minutes. I want Pop-Tarts even just thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the same thing. Oh, I want that now because they told mm. me that I want to like it. Mm. And... I think I believe in the new generation of people as long as we go actually we, we've gone through the burnout for them possibly yeah. mm-hmm. to go turn and walk kids don't consume don't fall into the trap growing up is, an, is a trap just do whatever you need to do for you and find your thing it's never too late to try and find that or, ex- or try and find it the process is the beauty in the paradise maybe the, the end game will always change all these things mm. that we learned the hard way mm. we can help kids learn for themselves earlier than 30 odd because yeah. it's dangerous having to change know. your life that, around. Or is that just being? Is that just called growing up? Mm. I just, I just hope that I wouldn't want women to go through what I've gone through. That's yeah. why I've called time on mm. it because it was too painful to go what I to go through what I went through and what my mum went through. Mm. And so, um, I still think that there is a natural process of, of growing up. Where you have to you have to be in some degree of learning. The only for useful, yeah, the yeah. only useful thing that my dad ever said to me is, "If you're in pain, you're learning." And let's not take that away from mm. people yeah. that it's like actually the hard knocks are the ones you learn from. Yes, but I just think that unraveling some of the weirdness is is got to be our job. Oh, absolutely, yeah. and and put and taking responsibility is what I've done for yeah. my hard times. Mm. You know, I put myself in some situations and and. I can get out of that, and and when I'm not speaking on behalf of people now who have chemical imbalances in their brain that they cannot 
yeah. uh, talk themselves out to or train in the gym or think around you know these these mental illnesses are serious and what we're trying to do is to give everybody the necessary tools so it doesn't get bad in this modern day age where mm. it can be very very difficult for people um i want to ask you just sorry, on sorry. That really quickly before we go into that question because just on that as well i had a really nice message this week from someone said and i mentioned this to you matt that um one massive thing for them in coming to terms with what they were dealing with was that they heard celebrities talking about this and in their mind if a celebrity was feeling it it, it made it acceptable for them that empowered them to think god oh, my heroes are going through this it's okay that i'm i'm going through it and that's where i think you two and, and, and lots of other people are doing amazing things and saying hey you know I, I i live a perceived great life i've got this and this and this but it's not all exactly how i perceived this is real yeah. this is life and there are challenges regardless of who you are and that i think is really powerful and i really hope that people can take that on board that th this isn't a, a, a power struggle thing where if you you reach the top everything's great life is a challenge constantly there's always things and if we're real yeah. and honest about it that's how it is you know for everyone why it's remembering that everybody's pain is relevant <clears throat> because yeah. I used to have a friend she had loads of money she had great this great that but she was kind of in pain about stuff and I was like you have no idea you no. know have no idea what pain is like because you know you've got this and you've got that and it's like well you know it's it's all relevant weirdly I had somebody the other day on my Instagram a post that I made she said oh god well we're all screwed because if you feel like that about you how are mere mortals meant to feel? And I was just like, no. Mere mortals. And I was just like, we're all in this together. I'm yeah. trying to, this is what I'm trying to say to you. It's mm. just like, this is not a comparison thing. Well, so I am deeply, deeply, deeply flawed. Stop looking at it. Uh, like that that attitude nearly killed me off. That was, that was my, my torture to myself. Why am I feeling like this? You've got a decent life. And this is all before this morning in national television. This is when I first had a job in telly, working in a normal world, worked in coffee shops and bars, had a normal girlfriend, had a great family. I was very lucky. And I would torture myself, going, who are you to be depressed? Why are you feeling mm. like this? Get over it. Man yeah. up. Get on with it. Mm. And that was a reflection of what I felt society would have said to me. Mm. And it nearly sent me over the edge. Yeah, mm. So that attitude is toxic. Yeah. yeah. When did you go through your difficult time? I mean, what's the time scale? I, I was trying to. Well, I was. Tr I was there is something in in um, genetic sadness. So it, there are, you know, where the people talk about it. So my grandfather died while my mum was in the womb, um, and so my at four months pregnant. So my grandmother lost her husband, and then obviously it was just absolutely. You know, it, like she said, she cried herself, so she had ulcers in her eyes, it's like the pain. And so there is a theory that pain, especially when in the womb, that pain can really affect a fetus. Um, and then there's also theories about genetic pain um, and so how it can go down a family route. And I, my parents split up when I was 18 months. I definitely wasn't on the, on the happy path at that point. Mm. Um, but I think that you can do things to break kind of um, genetic pain, family pain. Um, uh, but I don't remember being ever being particularly happy. I've never really been a super happy person. I think that the, the real hell for me when I was working in fashion, I was freelance. I didn't know where my next paycheck was coming from. I was really sort of dressing up, really flamboyant, going out too much. And there was just no stability, I had no stability at all. But then I'd not had a life of stability. I didn't have parental stability, anything like that. So I was just very, very 
cut free from the world I had you know the nothing was mm. right and that means my mental health was very very all over the place um, and so if you could uh, oh, if yeah. you could go back mm. knowing what you know now yeah. to your most difficult time with your mental health and give yourself some advice what would you do what would you say I know people often have asked that question before to me I did it at the time I got myself into therapy you know, you can't advise yourself. I could go, listen, in 20 years, you you know, you wish you were as fat as you are now, whatever the phrase is. I wish I was as fat as when I, the first time I thought I was fat. Um, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's not going back. It's about in the time being able to counsel yourself, being at the time, being kind to yourself and going, you are worth working this out go and get the help, do the therapy. I did, uh, uh, you know, I did um, therapy every week for four years. And that commitment, that self-care, my God, it was a pain in the ass. I had to go and schlep all the way across town. You can never be late. I can never cancel. She'd be pissed off with me. She'd always be needling me. And to do it, to, to, to go there, to break yourself apart, it takes a lot of work. That is a lot of commitment. But that is what self-care is called. Mm. And I don't need to go back to myself now, then, mm. because I did it at the time. Mm. But there's a, there's a quote I always think of that says, um, your wound is most probably not your fault, but your healing is your responsibility. Yeah. And... and you can't. And I was a lot for a lot of the time. I was like, oh, my parents, they fucked me up. Blah, blah, blah. And then I was just like, I can't be this banner holder for the rest of my life. It's no. pathetic. It's your life. It's your responsibility. If you don't like it, then mm -hmm. put the hard work in mm -hmm. for yourself. You owe it to yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We could be here all day. Oh, I, yeah, could, yeah. I could just sit here with you and talk for a very long time, but we've gone way over. <laughs> Grace, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much. You could put your clothes on now. <laughs> it's time to take the clothes off. Damn it. it. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for coming on. It's a real pleasure. It's an honour to be here. Wow, Grace. Just huge thanks. Um, that was very, very raw, and, and you really go deep, and... That again, I mean, we say it every time, but that really touched us. We sat in that studio and we're really feeling things in those conversations, yeah. aren't we? Well, I, I, get, I got the sense of, um, which is what I'm getting a lot now on our podcast, is that it's not the done and the answer. We're all in the process still. Grace is definitely still in it and is still working things out and is trying to do the right thing for her and her kid and everything and I admire that because one of the biggest things that I've learned over the last few years is that um, we're all in a journey we're all in a process and we're all in the middle of something and paradise is in the, in the now and, and for her to share that with us and, and, to, and I, I really got the sense of urgency with her she really wants to change stuff oh. and I really got that from her and it was it was powerful for me that there's powerful. a lot of passion and drive in her isn't there she's she's on this she's she's not accepting life how it could have been she's I'm she there's changes and she's, she's passionate change. about changing the world yeah so she, she really and, is and I really admire that and also mm. the first person to say that they'll get naked there we go. I love the fact that she thought it was going to be naked and <laughs> she probably had 24 hours of anxiety beforehand, but nevertheless, she's you know, going to do it. There's a lesson in that as well. We said that as she left, you know, the, the, the things that we worry about so often never come true. Yeah. She said herself, she spent the night thinking, oh my God, going to do a podcast naked never even happened. Yeah. You know, and all the trauma she put herself through. Exactly. 
So if you're listening and you're going to be coming on, don't worry about it. We don't do this podcast naked. We're in a relatively small room. You know, it's a bit too cosy for that. I can't be bothered as well. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think this starts a precedent. If, you, if you're going to come on, if you want to join us on this kind of shedding the the masks of masculinity by uh, using that in, in a being, doing a naked shoot with us, maybe we could do this. Strip those masks. Strip those masks. We can do a calendar, Ben. We can. We can raise money for mental health charities, Ben. Absolutely. Let's do this. Yeah. But first, Grace, thank you very much. And if you are listening, um, please rate, subscribe, and review, and do all the things, and go on to our social medias, which are, Ben, I've forgotten them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Twitter, we are TNP Podcast, and Instagram, it's The Naked Professors. Thanks for listening.